So the next topic I wanted to discuss was the unique financing structure that ICOs have created. I think it's something that's totally unique um, in startup community and kind of never really been seen before. So what I'm talking about is that in the past, if you wanted to start a company up, you either had to take a big loan from the bank or you could uh, go to a venture capitalist or some sort of angel investor and um, these people would invest in your business. They would probably take an equity stake in it um, and you would start your business up and hope you do well. Um, but what ICOs have done is essentially um, they've just released a white paper, they've released uh, what they uh, propose to do in business and they're raising millions of dollars. So it's something that's, that's never really been seen before. And in particular, they're raising millions of dollars from um, investors who have never really invested in a startup before. Um, they're investing, people on these um, cryptocurrency exchanges are now able to um, find these ICOs and invest in them uh, right from the beginning. And they can get it in right at the, at the base level. And this is something that's never really been seen before. Traditionally in the past, if you want to get on the ground floor, you have to be an accredited angel investor or work for a venture capitalist fund. So it was a very small subsection of investors that were able to invest in a company um, from the startup. So in the past, uh, once a, a company was started up, they could go to a venture capitalist and get millions of dollars. But these people, these companies basically controlled a large portion of the um, shares of that company. And then if that company did do well and went public, um, that's when the general public basically got to invest in that company. Um, but that could be years after this company had started out. Now the general public can get access to these ICOs and essentially our shareholders um, from the beginning. So I think it's something that's totally unique. But with it being unique, it also has a set of challenges that I think have not been addressed yet and will come to the forefront in the next couple of years. And what I'm talking about here is that in the past, when uh, it was a venture capitalist firm that was providing financing to a startup, um, they could weather the storm of that startup having some issues. So if that startup, if they um, produce a product that wasn't as good as, as expected, or they had some, some other issues, um, that venture capitalists had experience in knowing that this is the process of a startup company and there's wrinkles um, that have to be ironed out and so just kind of stay with that investment and stay with them and provide assistance. Um, and then in the end, uh, the successful companies would um, ultimately come around. But with ICOs, we're not, the ICOs, the investors aren't accredited investors, they're not all that experienced investors. Um, I don't mean to disrespect anybody, but um, they're relatively new kind of uh, angel investors in, in my opinion. So I think what the issue is, is gonna be that going to have casual investors investing in these startups and when these ICOs when they bring uh, an actual product to market when they actually present their service um, as an actual use case if it's not as good as expected uh, it'll be interesting to see how the investors um, uh, react to this if, if they do kind of a panic sell-off or if they get cold feet I don't I don't know if they have that experience to kind of see that this is a long-term game and just because um, an ICO presented a product that wasn't as good as, as before um, or maybe like their service wasn't um, as good as hyped um, I just I'd be interesting to see how these how these ICO investors are going to deal with it
what we're kind of seeing now in the market is um, the coin price of different coins will shoot up when these uh, partnerships are uh, announced with, you know, say Microsoft or Apple or Google or something like that. And, and sometimes these partnerships are just totally made up. Like uh, in the case of IOTA, they released a partnership with, with Microsoft and what it turned out to be was that Microsoft just said, no, we're, we're testing some of what IOTA is doing. Uh, we're not actually partnering with them. And uh, when IOTA announced this, their, the price of IOTA just skyrocketed. And so I think that investors are kind of still a little bit finicky in, in this market um, because they're, they're still reacting a lot to the uh, news of partnerships. Um, and then if anything sort of goes wrong, if, if one of these um, uh, blockchain startups uh, tests their protocol and it, it doesn't work as, as, as impactful, people kind of um, get nervous and start selling off. One of the best examples I can think of is um, Ethereum and, and CryptoKitties. So what happened was uh, there was a, uh, a a protocol put on the Ethereum network called CryptoKitties, um, and people can kind of Google what CryptoKitties is. I don't have like that great of a uh, experience in this, but what happened was um, the CryptoKitties transactions took up about 10% of the Ethereum network, and at some points I believe that it actually crashed the Ethereum network. That in that um, the people couldn't really send other transactions on the Ethereum network. So um, the buzz online was that, you know, Ethereum is flawed because it's, it's, it can't scale properly and look, CryptoKitties just crashed it. Uh, so I think that this this caused panic in, in the cryptocurrency community. But I think that if we were looking at, if, if, this, if Ethereum was funded through a venture capitalist or an angel investor, um, let's say like this was five years ago, what would happen is those angel investors or those that venture capitalist firm would would look at that and just be like, okay, this is the natural cycle of things. There's, there's obviously some irons to wrinkle out, so let's kind of improve on things. Um, so that's why that's the the biggest difference in perception I, I do see out there today. And so when I when I talk about blockchain startups and blockchain companies, that's just kind of the term I use. Um, for these ICOs or for these, I don't know, different, there's, they're companies. I view, I view startups like, um, Omnise Go or Neo, I view them as companies. So I'm going to call them companies just for the ease of it. I know that there's different technical terminologies that uh, people will use, but I'm going to use the term companies because that's what they represent. They have a team, they have a common goal of presenting a product or a service to the market. So I'm going to call them a company. So right now, probably 95% of these companies are in the startup and development phase. So there's very, very few use cases of actual examples of blockchain technology being used in the marketplace. Um, for the actual coins that are being used, it's it's very rare. Like even Bitcoin is not is not being used for for transactions all that much. So we're in the development phase of these companies, and so 2018 is going to be interesting because this is when a lot of the roadmaps for a lot of the companies are saying that this is where we're going to be releasing our service. So um, I talked about Omnisego before. So this is a, a company who's, who has a roadmap that's signaling they're going to be releasing, releasing their beta version of it in 2018. I think Cardano was the same thing. So we're going to be seeing a lot of these 
companies go from development white paper phases to actual releasing a product or a service, um, which they've been talking about doing for a year or two years now. So it's going to be interesting to see how the cryptocurrency market reacts to um, these companies releasing their product. Um, I think personally in my mind, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a bloodbath because um, these blockchain startups or these different coins, they're going to release a product or service to the market and it's not going to be as good as, as Visa or as their, competitor, their traditional competitors. So I think that the general consensus at first might be that, oh crap, blockchain technology is actually not as good as, as it's hyped up to be. And so I think people are going to kind of get cold feet and get a little bit scared and, and start kind of pulling their money out. Um, but but it's going to be interesting. I, I can't say for sure what's going to happen, but I it's almost it's it's pretty much unprecedented for this type of technology in this sector to, to be developing as such. Most times in the past when an emerge, emerging sector was being created, like it was created over five, ten years. Um, but in the blockchain startup uh, sector uh, companies, this is a one or two year thing where we've seen almost nothing two or three years ago. And now we're seeing thousands or well, at least hundreds of different blockchain startups, essentially, is, is what I'm going to call them. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of innovation in a short amount of time. And it's something that we've never seen before, really, ever in any, any different sector. So it's going to be interesting to see when all these blockchain companies release their products in a span of six months or a year of each other. Um, we're going to start to see who the winners and who the losers are. Because right now, uh, if you look at coin market cap and you follow the price of different coins, um, all coins kind of go up or go down um, typically with each other. We don't really see any winners or any losers right now, um, individual ones. Um, but in 2018, I think we're going to see, you know, some coins completely crash and, and go to zero because they just failed to um, act on their promises. And we're going to see the other uh, blockchain companies and blockchain startups that are going to explode because they're going to present their product and it's going to be great and it's going to be better than what's tr traditionally been done. And this is these are going to be the winners. So. Um, it's going to be interesting, uh, an interesting time in 2018, and I wish I had the uh, ability to predict who's going to be a winner and who's going to be a loser. But uh, right now, it's 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 anyone's it's anyone's guess, and I think the best thing to to do is just kind of invest in a, in a basket of them, and and one of those or one or two of those in, in your basket are going to become the winners, and a handful of them are going to become the losers. So hopefully, you just uh, gain more than you lose. But I it's I'm just going to have my eyes peeled on on the cryptocurrency market in 2018 because I think it's just going to be such a wild time. I think 2017 was the growth year where it just every coin boomed and and there was a ton of hype around it and a lot of this hype was deserved. But I think a whole bunch of money poured into some coins that I think shouldn't have shouldn't have uh, benefited from this cryptocurrency craze and this ICO craze. And I think 2018 it's it's going to be a bit of a different year. We're going to see a whole bunch of growth still too as well. But I think we're going to see the failure of a couple of ICOs and a couple of these blockchain companies and the, the, the different protocols. So I'm just I'm, I'm really excited to see which ones are going to be the winner. The other thing that I'm really excited for, just as kind of like a test example case, is um, centralization versus decentralization. 
I think that this is going to be a great little competition or a great little test to see which one wins out. For hundreds of years, we've seen centralized companies and a centralized structure, and it's, it's worked out for a lot of companies. And now we are moving towards a lot of these decentralized platforms, these decentralized blockchain companies. And I think it's just going to be incredible to watch how it plays out in the market. Um, I, for one, I'm, I'm a little bit apprehensive about uh, complete de decentralization. I do see the benefits of, of some centralization. I do like how um, some coins can have one voice to kind of help guide the development process of these coins and kind, kind of help out the different issues. So, for instance, um, I, th I would compare Ethereum to, to Bitcoin. So, in Ethereum, you have a... a a common voice and he's kind of the person who overlooks a lot of the development and he's come out and said with Vitalik's come out and said that well no he's he's kind of getting a little bit more hands-off so the Ethereum can run without him but he still has a lot of impact on these on these developments and he has a lot of different development going on and what what they're kind of doing is they're, they're waiting to see if if what um, they're developing is actually gonna work um, so it's it's a kind of it's a common goal. It's a common vision that this uh, central group does have and In comparison to that you have something like Bitcoin who is totally or almost completely decentralized and I think it's a noble idea, but I think some of the issues are is that in decentralization There's no common way to solve issues. So I think we saw this issue with Segwit. I think in Segwit I mean people like I think uh, Segwit was supposed to go through on December 18th or December 17th and then on that day it was pulled because there wasn't enough support and I think it's just like no one really knows what's going on with Bitcoin so I think that that's kind of another reason why um, decentralization can have some issues is that no one really knows what's going on no one has that common um, that, that common vision and no one can take those steps to implement those visions in, in Bitcoin it's kind of like whatever whatever the miners, whatever, whoever the developers, whatever the developers want to do, whoever has the more power, that's what's going to happen. And it can kind of be a flavor of the week, week type thing. Like if the miners want one thing one month, they can maybe get it. And if the developers want something another month, even if it's in total contrast to what the miners just did, while well, if they have enough support, they can do it. So it, it is a democracy, but I think that uh, democracy in general and, and then forms of government has its, its issues as well too. I mean. If you're having sort of uneducated people um, or uninformed people or underinformed people making decisions, I think it could be an issue. I do like um, when companies have like that one uh, vision maker, that one person who's in control who can kind of make the decisions. If they're a good person and they have a good vision and they can execute it, I, I fully support that. Um, but I do know the issues with centralization is that, I mean, one person can take over it or one group of people can take over this coin and render it useless. So I do see the issues, but it's going to be an, an interesting battle between the concepts of centralization versus decentralization. And I'm excited to see kind of which uh, theme or which methodology takes over. Uh, Litecoin, I, I think, is another one too, where, where Charlie Lee is, he really was able to influence the market. And I think that I do like his vision. I do like the way he thinks. Um, but he's shown that one central person can kind of impact the market. Like when he sold all his coins, that was the talk of the town for a while. And that 
of that he's kind of cashing out and he's getting out of this and what he says kind of impacts the price of, of Litecoin. So it'll be, it's interesting to see which, which of these concepts is going to take over. I, I personally think it's going to be centralization. I think that centralization is going to be key in 2018 because it's going to be the blockchain companies and it's going to be the coins that have that central vision maker. Um, when they run into issues, that central that centralized vision maker is going to be able to implement steps to kind of assist those uh, companies to get out of the mess that they're in. And I think that in a decentralized environment, if something goes wrong with whatever blockchain startup it is, whatever ICO it is, I think the decentralized nature is just going to create an even bigger mess. Uh, it's going to confuse things even more and it's going to make things even worse to, to start out. I do think that decentralization is a is a pretty noble concept and noble vision and I think that it can work out in the long term but I think in the short term it's going to be a nightmare. I think that uh, centralization is going to be um, the the way to go in the short term. I think in short term it's, it's the best way to create these fixes so um, it's going to be an interesting battle between which one which one takes takes over. I don't know but I, I think that Ethereum um, when it releases everything it's going to go smoothly and then with Bitcoin you know if they release the night lightning network and it doesn't go as smoothly I think that you know maybe the miners or the developers are going to try and do something different and instead of trying to solidify the lightning network which I think is a good idea they're going to try and do something different so that's going to be something to watch too as well and also lastly on the topic of regulation or on uh, centralization versus decentralization I think it's going to be very interesting to watch how regulate uh, regulatory rules and regulations are unleashed on the cryptocurrency market. I think that right now it's pretty, it's not regulated much at all, but I think the US is going to eye up putting some regulations in in the future. And I think that uh, regulations is going to be another area where the decentralization versus centralization argument is going to come um, to another head. I think in a centralized environment, um, these companies will more able to be better able to adapt to regulations and they're going to be, they probably will become compliant with the regulations just that they're inside with the US. In a decentralized environment, um, who knows kind of how they're going to react. They could say F you and, and do something totally different. And I, I don't know if they're going to be able to react to regulations. There, there's going to be a development team that's going to be able to assist. But, you know, in a decentralized environment, if it's going to be a miners versus developers things, maybe if the developers do know what's right for um, complying with the regulations, maybe the miners aren't going to agree with that and they're not going to have consensus. So basically you're going to have two factions um, arguing and fighting and it's going to lead to maybe a hard fork or just that coin kind of not responding the best on how it should so that's another area to watch out for and my last thought on this subject of ICOs and everything is that it'll be interesting to see how different ICOs get funded in 2018 and 2019 in summer of 2017 we saw this ICO uh, hype and this ICO craze and a ton of ICOs got a lot of money. Um, it'll be interesting to see how ICO was in 2018 get funded. I wonder if people will kind of have spent all their money that are that was earmarked for cryptocurrency and ICOs if they already spent it in 2017 and now if different ICOs that are 
better than the ICOs in 2017, uh, theoretically, if they're going to get as much funding because maybe people don't have enough money to kind of invest in these ICOs, or if they just get ICO tired out and they're just like, this is going to be another hyped up ICO that's not going to do anything like the ones, like the five other ones I invested in. Um, so it'll be interesting to look at that there. I know that there is a couple of ICOs right now, like Wanchain, that is incredibly exciting and um, there's exciting times ahead for that and it's getting hyped up. So it'll be interesting to see if they get enough money, if they get the same amount of money as some other ICOs in 2017 did. Um, and then also too as well, just to see if, you know, maybe all the good people and all the good teams have already been snapped up. So maybe there's not enough good teams out there to even create a good ICO or another good company. So that's another area to to watch out for and that has me kind of thinking on things so that's kind of my thoughts on the ICO market and everything um, I hope that this kind of will create a little discussion point for people and yeah let's just watch out for the ICO market in the future and, and what happens with the different blockchain companies I'm definitely excited for these companies to be releasing a product out there uh, for people to use and and be actually able to use blockchain I I love the idea, I love the concept, and I just actually want to start using it. And I'm sorry to, if I offended anybody for my overuse of the word and term blockchain company. Uh, it's just the way that I've been uh, growing up and it's just what I'm comfortable with. So I know that's not the correct terminology, but that's what I'm going to use. So sorry about that. And so everyone have a good day and I'll look forward to talking to you again in the future.